Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Tottenstown. Welcome to the Tottenstown Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs. I'm here, as always, with my brother Tyler Staggs. We are coming just a few hours off of the Tennessee Titans game versus the Indianapolis Colts in Nashville. Tyler was up at the game. Tennessee Titans win 25-16, to 16. an ugly game, um, in my opinion. We'll get into that uh, as we kick off the show, but go ahead, get everything kicked off, uh, and, and do all the plugs. Guys, if you want to support the podcast, make sure you go check out our merch. All you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections, and if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, just make sure if it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just follow us follow us or subscribe, whichever one it is. Go leave us a five-star rating. Leave us some comments. We love the interaction. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to go down. If that subscribe button is red, click it. Turn it gray. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video. I mean... We're putting out good content, I feel like. and Let us know. Yeah, you let, be the let judge. Us know. We, like I said, we love the interaction. Go down in the comments. Give us your thoughts on this game. Let us know what you think of the video. If you like the video, leave a like on the video and share the video with your family and friends. And pretend that you are Derrick Henry and the like <laughs> button is Darius Leonard. And just truck it. Just destroy it. Um, also, make sure that you're with us on social media. Uh, the ones that we're most active on Twitter, it's Titans underscore time. On Facebook, it's Titans time. And then on Instagram, Titans time podcast. So make sure that you're with us there. Uh, and pretty much if you're with us there, you won't miss anything that we have going on. Exactly. And I just want to say, man, it feels good to finally be able to witness a win in Nissan Stadium in person. I've been waiting on that. A game that me and you went to back when I was still in high school, we seen a loss then. I went to the Browns game last year with my wife and a couple friends. A a brutal beating. We know how that game went. And then the Cardinals game, our first year season ticket members, that game, not so good. So, But it's pretty sweet. Since we haven't beat the Colts, in I was going to say, and, and to come since, against the Colts, yeah. a team that the Titans have struggled to beat at home recently, right? Since they hadn't done it since 2017, 
and for a chance to push them down to 0-3 and take a good lead in the division, man, it just made this that much sweeter. And I just want to say, I met up with Titans Rossi after the game. Just wanted to get some quick thoughts from him. We'll plug the audio in on here for the audio, everyone listening to the audio version of the podcast. On YouTube, we'll plug the video in just to get his thoughts. And you can find him on Twitter at Titans Rossi and find his YouTube, Titans Rossi. Let's go ahead and hear from him and hear what he had to say after the game. What's up, everyone? Here with Titans Rossi right after the game. Big win for the Titans, sending the Colts down to 0-3. Man, just wanted to get some quick thoughts from right after the game from you here. Yeah. Um, man, the boys pulled through. I was impressed by the uh, by the backups. I mean, uh, they, they made some mistakes. All, you know, cost us some big moments in the game. But I was really impressed that um, – you know, with AJ and Julio out, hopefully they're not hurt too bad. Uh, hopefully not. I was really impressed how how the guys pulled through. The yeah. defense played great, um, considering. So yeah. yeah, I mean, normally if a team loses the turnover battle, the game yeah. doesn't go in their favor. But yeah. they found a way to pull it out. But man, you know, thanks for hopping on here with me, giving some quick thoughts after yeah. the game. Everyone, make sure to go check him out on Twitter. It's at Titans Rossi, and his YouTube Titans Rossi. Make yeah. sure you subscribe to him. Tighten up, everyone. Tighten up. All right, so some good stuff there from Titans Rossi post-game. Um, obviously excited about a Titans win, even as ugly as it might have been. What are your just kind of initial thoughts here? Um, what are we, you know, like five hours out from the game? Something like that. And my initial thought thoughts are, like you said, it wasn't a pretty win, but – it was, it was a tough win. We knew it was going to be a tough. A game. win's a win. Yeah, you know, we knew it was going to be a tough game from start to finish. Kind of got the surprise whenever we found out that Carson Wentz was going to play. But I, I feel like the Colts kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit there, just because you knew that he wasn't going to have the mobility. The game plan that the Colts brought into it, they could have done that with either of their backup quarterbacks. That game plan and. You could have kept your starting QB on the sidelines and given him a chance to rest up and actually get fully healthy. I mean, the Titans were getting good pressure on him. And normally if a team loses the turnover battle like the Titans did, I mean, it was three to nothing on turnovers. Normally if you're down that bad with turnovers, you don't win the game. I agree. the Titans kept fighting the defense – stepped up the Colts they struggled to get anything going offensively um and let's be honest Jake Fromm out there it, he's not going to be uh Jake Fromm Jake Fromm I'm, I meant Jacob Eason I, I was I, <laughs> so I get those I know I realized it right after I said it um I, I get those Georgia quarterbacks mixed up anyways Jacob Eason sorry out there Jake Fromm either to be honest out there is not going to be much more mobile than an injured Carson Wentz so they would have had to go with the other guy. I'm blanking on his name again. Um, but, I mean, I don't think that this is the caliber of football team that we saw play against the Seahawks and then the Rams last week. I don't think that the Colts are that caliber of football team. Um, I feel like they probably got a little bit lucky in those two games. I think that the Titans, after seeing this game, the Titans easily – should have won that by 
I don't know, maybe another touchdown at least. I'm going to say that the difference in this game and the games, you know, the Colts' first two games, was probably Carson Wentz's mobility. Exactly, yeah. Because if he is able to kind of move around the pocket or even run it up the field a little bit, he can help them extend drives. I will give him that. But you still have the mistakes that more than likely Carson Wentz will make. He didn't really do that today. But still, I feel like, your starting quarterback, if he's not able to move like he normally can, why put him out there and risk something going wrong more? And really, I don't know why the Colts went away from the run game like they did. It, it was it, working. It was not like the Titans really pulled away in this game and the Colts just had to go away from it. They just kind of went away. They were there the whole time. Yeah. And I had Jonathan Taylor on my fantasy team. So, like, I mean – it was working. I was excited to see it a little bit, <laughs> even though I obviously wanted the Titans win. I was like, if they can stay ahead, but in that range where it's still okay for the Colts to run, like I'm okay with that. And that's exactly what happened. But eventually they, I, I don't I mean, know if they the, panicked. They eventually just abandoned it. The Colts only ran the ball 18 times. The most carries going to Jonathan Taylor, who had 64 yards. I mean, he averaged over six yards a carry. Now I will say – was. He was absolutely shredding the Titans' defense up the middle, and then when they did kind of scrunch things together there for a little while with the defensive line, it didn't work so well, and that's kind of when they started to turn away from the run. Um, but but even Naheem Hines, he was also having a pretty good game rushing. He, he was. And he can get out to the outside a little bit more effectively than Jonathan Taylor can. The biggest thing, I mentioned how the Titans' defense stepped up. They only allowed one touchdown. This game yeah. and they played a the, great game. They did. They minus the, the penalties. Well, some of those I still. No, which you didn't see them on TV. I'm about to say that's the biggest difference. I didn't see them on TV, but and I'm, you're, you're I'm also be, you. I mean, no, I'm gonna be honest. Everyone in the stadium, the stadium was so loud, and even I don't know if there was some miscommunication every time the ref went to try and tell what the flags were because I was having to message you like, what right. was this flag? And it was because the stadium was so loud. The I don't know if the announcer wasn't getting the cue of, hey, the ref's fixing to say what it was. We couldn't hear what the calls were. And we're watching the plays. And, of course, I'm doing my best to kind of watch everything. And I'm looking around, and I'm not seeing anything happening. I'm not seeing the illegal contact. And then when you tell me that, I'm like, where was it? Like, well, <laughs> Evans um, – I know one time that he got called for it, he was certainly guilty of it. Um, Chris Jackson, when he got called for it later in the game, um, he was definitely guilty of it. I, he let the, the wide receiver get down the field probably eight yards or more before he ever made contact and then just absolutely cleaned him, knocked him on the ground. <laughs> um, so that one as well, definitely a penalty. Um, and then the the first one, um, I I don't think that I really saw a good replay of it to know for sure. Um, but those two, the one of, I can't remember if both of the ones uh, were against Evans or if one of those was on David Long. But one of the the one that I saw, which was the second um, illegal touching penalty, uh, it was on Evans. It was a definite penalty, and then on Chris Jackson, that was also definite. All right. Well, and again, that comes from I'm sitting in. You know, the corner of an end zone. Right. So where these plays are happening, there's just so much going on that it's 
it can be easy to miss. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I definitely wouldn't have been able to tell uh, if it weren't for those replays. But I mean, props to the reps for being able to see that stuff um, and for being able to take the brutal, brutal chance from the from the stadium because you could hear them all, even on TV. Um, I just you could hear them <laughs> through the TV and you could clearly hear what was being said as well. I did not join in on those chants, but I was thinking that <laughs> while it was being chanted, just because I was trying to, I was more of trying to figure out what was going on. Right. Because yeah, yeah. that was the biggest thing is it went from like, okay, it's fixing to be third and long to all of a sudden they're moving the ball up and you see it change to first and 10. Uh, whoa. Yeah. Back it on up there. Like, well, so. um, uh, I mean, other than the penalties, the defense, they did they played really well. Um, they stepped up because, like I was going to get to, with the turnovers, you put your defense in a bad situation there. A couple of times, the Titans' offense had started getting a little bit longer of a drive going, and it may have been the case on all three of them. They had a little bit longer of a drive. But, you know, you turn right around and make your defense come back out on the field. Right. After getting a stop. And – We've seen before with this defense where if you do that too much, your offense doesn't get something going, you put them right back out there, they start giving up plays. They right. didn't really do that today. Yeah, I mean, they played great. Other than, obviously, getting shredded up the middle with those runs. Um, and that also didn't happen as much when Quentin Nelson went out. Um, I, I, he was obviously a big factor in it. But... I mean, other than that, I just didn't really see that much where they were giving up huge plays. Now, something I want to touch on, and this is going to, if we have any of the Colts fans that watched our AFC South breakdown that we done before the season started, when we predicted how we thought all of that was going to pan out, we had some Colts fans coming at us hard. And I told them, keep that same energy after the week three game. So okay, I, okay I, Karen. No, <laughs> I, I want them to bring that same energy. Come on, talk your stuff because they were talking about the game, the second game last year where Henry went crazy on the Colts, and oh well, we didn't have Buckner, we didn't have so and so. Okay, we just beat y'all today without AJ who went out early. Julio, for some reason, in like the third and fourth quarter, just stopped seeing the field. He, he ended standing. up with tape around his knee. So but, I don't know what the deal is there. Some type of something going on with his knee. He was around Vrabel, still had you know his helmet and everything else from what I was hearing, but he wasn't out there. So we are down to our third, fourth, and fifth receivers. Have Henry in the backfield, and we still beat y'all. So just you can stop with the excuses now. What else do you want us to do? And watch, and, and it's going to completely come right back around on you when they go up and play the Colts in Indianapolis. <laughs> it, it might, but we got this win. We put them down to 0-3. That's true. Enjoy, enjoy it while it's here, for sure, definitely. And I just want to point out, that was for the Colts fans that were coming for our heads. Oh, I got you. I, mean, I got you. All, any other Colts fans that you know watch this or that have commented on some of our videos that have been you know respectful about it, you know our opinion, you know we can respect their opinion. And I'm I'm all for going back and forth, just having some fun banner, but banter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, speaking of guys that can stop Derrick Henry, and 
granted, this guy definitely probably has the potential, but Henry got the best of him this time. Darius Leonard, who is one of the better run-stopping linebackers in the NFL, meets with Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry <laughs> coming off of a screen pass. And I will say, he was a little bit off balance when Henry got to him. But there is just absolutely no excuse for the way that he got absolutely annihilated. He got decleated. He got decleated. It was it was hilarious, actually. Ryan Clark, you made the comment about Henry not lowering his shoulder and hitting guys as big as him, you know, head on. He hit him head on. He doesn't have to lower his shoulder and hit guys that are as big as him because he keeps them at arm's distance all the time. He does. I mean, and speaking of that, that one pass he caught out on the when I when I was looking at it, it was to the left of the field, and he took Xavier Rhodes and introduced him to that stiff arm. He did. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he did the same thing right there, uh, not to the level that he did it to Darius Leonard, but it, it was just I don't know. For it to be on Darius Leonard, I know he was off balance, but it was just like, that's a big boy, and that's a big boy play. Yeah, in the stadium, whenever that play happened and you see him hit him, you know, everyone's like, oh, but we didn't realize at the time, or at least I didn't, who it was that he hit. Right. And then they show the replay, and you see that it's Leonard, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. To me, it just it, – it's kind of – the the whole Henry thing, it, it happens every year. It's starting to get riled back up. The it's just little singular plays here and there of him stiff arming somebody or running over somebody. And it seems like once it gets dialed up for the season, there's one every week. And the crazy thing about his game today is he was literally just missing like a touchdown or two. Yeah, for topping it off. Right. I think he finished with 113. Yards rushing on 28 attempts, so averaging four yards a carry. His longest was 19, but I'm telling you, there were a couple of times he got pretty much everyone up out, everyone up out of their seat because it looked like he was. It looked like gone. he was gone, and, and he did that a couple of times on. I'll say it runs out to the left side where he just happens to. It could be. One of those where he ends up getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage, but there's that potential always for him to break those out there to that side. I, 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 there's something about it. I hey, don't know if it's Lawan or just that side in general. I don't I know. Told you, I made the comment of they needed to be running outside because for this Colts defense, that's something they've been struggling with this year. Keep you know run it to the outside, and the Titans were taking advantage of that. But someone else who had a Big day running the ball is Ryan Tannehill. A huge day running the ball. Now, we'll say there were a couple times I was like, okay, Tannehill, you've done what you needed to. Slide. No, slide. And and that's a problem (laughs) with him because I I don't know if he still feels like sometimes when he's out there in open field running, I don't know if he gets flashbacks to being a wide receiver (laughs) or what happens, but there's times where it's just like he looks kind of out of place and you're like – you're good. Like you can slide now. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm going to keep running uh, until I find somebody. And then I'm going to do the most awkward slide, get down and get hit well, that I can possibly do. He wasn't even trying to slide or anything today. He was actually trying to make the guys miss, 
I mean, he was – Which you don't want your quarterback doing whenever – But <laughs> what? To, to be fair, he was getting close well, a couple of times to make it on me. As true his, as that is, you don't want your quarterback doing that when right. you have Logan Woodside on the bench. I feel like his best run, though, was near the end of the game. He's running towards the sidelines. It was a little play-action boot. No one was open. He starts running towards the sideline, takes a little bit of a hit that pushes him towards the sidelines, and he kind of stops all of his momentum from going out of bounds and lunges to the side. Everyone on YouTube will see me like lean over the, towards you there. Yeah, and then everyone but, on the podcast will know whenever your microphone is <laughs> a little bit a little bit faded right. out that that's but, what you were doing. But he got the first down and stayed in bounds to keep the clock moving. Yeah, I feel like that was one of you know his best run of the day just because of the situation that it was in and. How about Vrabel early on? I know I'm kind of jumping around. Going for it on that fourth down. Early yeah. in the game. I mean, I thought personally, I'm always for going for it in those situations. Um, I think I'm probably for going, for going for it on fourth down more than most people would be. Um, I think a lot of times the stats show that if it's if you're getting close to midfield or on the other side of the field – and it's fourth and five or shorter, there's a good chance you should probably go for that. And Julio came up big on that play. And then later in the game, after McNichols had his touchdown catch, which was a great you know throw and run after the catch to be able to get in the end zone, you had uh, Vrabel telling him, go for two. And... That's where Henry was able to shine. He was able to just kind of leap over everybody there and get in. So Kind of makes up for him not being able to get a touchdown. Uh, right. And NWI, I want to touch on him for a minute. Hey, listen, the, props to these guys that don't normally get a ton of work, like Jeremy McNichols and Westbrook. I mean, props to these guys for being ready when the time came and they needed to step up. Chester Rogers, too. I mean, I actually – have a video that I tweeted out on our Twitter, and we can pop it in the video right here. Um, and it was of his touchdown. Just a great uh, route concept and play call by Downing there. Westbrook was wide open on a slant, and he done the rest to get it in the end zone. Don't know what it was. You know, I'd seen him start getting close to the red zone. I was like, Hey, they're down here on my side of the field. I'm I'm gonna start recording and see if I can get something. Sure enough, I got it. Tried it the next two times they got down there, and I actually deleted those videos <laughs> because it was the Tannehill pass that got tipped up and intercepted, and then it was Nick Westbrook Aquina's catch fumble. Deal. Yeah. So I was like, An- another yeah, uh, two of the three turnovers right there. Yeah, and I was like, okay, yep. I'm and they were to... getting on your end of the field. It's one of those situations where you got to take care of the ball right there. It, it was, and the worst turnover was definitely Tannehill's oh, yeah, first interception. Absolutely. Because can, I, you, can you elaborate on that more? Because from where I was at, it was getting closer to the opposite end of the field, and I'm watching, and all these guys are massive. So sometimes it's hard to see – what is actually going on. Yeah, so essentially what it looked like was he, he did a good job of stepping up into the pocket, and then it, things were kind of open in front of him. And f- from the camera angle that it showed behind him, 
where you could see the gap in the front of the line. You could kind of get a little bit of a picture of what he was seeing. It's like he just looks immediately at – I, I, it was Darius Leonard, I think, that picked that off. It was. Darius Leonard that picked – he looks immediately at Darius Leonard, and he's like, that's my target. And then just <laughs> laser beam right to him. I don't know – it was just one of the. It's one of those moments like what I have on the podcast all the time. Jake Fromm earlier, yeah. just a brain <laughs> fart moment for Ryan Tannehill. And, and listen, I know as well as anybody that it happens. Kind of a bad time to have it happen is during an NFL game, but hey, you know. Um, well, it was a worse time for it to happen because they were getting a drive together. They'd already scored their first touchdown. And you're thinking, okay, we can go down here because I think they had actually stopped the Colts again. And it was like, we can go down here and go up two scores on them. And I watched Tannehill's post-game press conference, and apparently there was a miscommunication with some of the receivers. There was a couple of receivers in the area. Um, one of them apparently shouldn't have been there. But either way, it was a bad turnover. So, you know, like you said, this was an ugly game, but the team kept fighting and was able to pull it out in the end. Well, I like Mike, Mike Vrabel's, um, his explanations of the interceptions. They asked him about interception number one, and he said, we threw it right to the other team. Pretty accurate. Kind of sums up what happened right there. Just absolutely <laughs> looked right at the other team, threw it to him. Uh, second one, he said, we tried to catch with our shoulder pads and pretty much sums up what happened? I mean, he's a straight to the point guy. Yep. Sometimes you hate that in the media, but with situations like that, with mistakes like that, that's what you need to hear. Hey, pay a little bit more attention. You can't throw it directly to the other team. And hey, it's you know good fundamentals. Catch with your hands. Don't catch with your shoulder pads because perfect example. If you do, that's what happens. So right. Vrabel was he was upset after the press conference. I know I saw which I don't know if this is I can't remember exactly who I saw tweet this, but. Don't know if this is maybe a little bit of an overreaction from reporters in this situation. I didn't necessarily see any of the press conference, but they said that he was he slammed the door on his way out, probably I, upset about the way that the team played and just the sloppiness of the whole game. Um, I don't know. Because, I mean, really, the Titans, this could have been a blowout. It, it could have been, it, and it that's really what could've. I was saying. The way that this Colts team played today, the Titans should have won by at least another touchdown. Or two. Yeah. I mean, all honesty. And right quick, before I forget, want to give a shout-out to Levi Kelly for, you know, fan of the show. His bold prediction did come true. Te Taylor LeJuan. Technically did, did come true. He did. He, he did block someone. I feel like LeJuan actually had a good game. Yeah, LeJuan, uh, if, if you don't say a lot about offensive linemen, obviously they had a good game. Exactly. Haven't said much about Taylor Lewan. Haven't heard much about Taylor Lewan. I think he had a good game. I think the offensive line in general had a pretty good game. They did. Tannehill only got sacked one time, and the hit that he took, I'm not sure what happened. Um, this was on Nate Davis's side again. And this is some of the drawbacks of doing the show so close after the game, whereas you want to get it as soon as possible and get those reactions from right after the game. Also, we haven't had a chance necessarily to go back and look and, at anything. Right, and see so, who messed up. So we and, don't exactly know. All we can kind of do is speculate. But, 
I know it did come from the right side of the line. It was a one of the linebackers right. coming in, got a free shot on Tannehill. Oh, I know exactly what happened here. So I am thinking that it was Nate Davis's fault. So okay. what you see is pretty much just the, the ball gets snapped. Uh, I I want to say that Nate Davis went over and helped either the, either Questenberry or he helped Ben Jones. I can't remember in my mind exactly which way he went, but whichever way he went and split off to, it created a gap. The linebacker just immediately recognized that, shot the gap, and again, from that angle from behind Tannehill, you can just see, I mean, just he just completely zeroes in on Tannehill through that gap, shoots it, easy sack for him it, pretty it much. It was because the Titans were actually going towards the opposite end that I was on. So I see hit the linebacker come through, and I'm like, crap. Yeah. And it was <laughs> a hard hit, too. It, it was. But um, lost my train of thought. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like you were going somewhere, <laughs> and then you didn't really know where. Um, oh, now I remember. David Long absolutely lowering the boom play after play. I mean, I, I'm liking what I'm saying. Listen. And I also want to touch on Christian Fulton. That guy just continues to He's play He's playing big. great. Even when he got hurt, though, the Colts had to accept that the borders were still closed because Breon Borders come in <laughs> and made a couple of huge plays. One that was getting a little bit close. He should have turned around on that throw in the end zone. But I, I mean, was a little nervous about listen, that one. I was, I was nervous, too. I was like, if he – touches this guy, falls on him, knocks him down, anything like that, there's a, a case to be made for a pass interference here. But, I mean, it, it didn't get called, so he played it great. He I mean, ended up playing it well. That's, that's all I can say about it. Um, but, yeah, he played well. The secondary, all in all, played a really good game, um, which, granted, they had a lot of help from the defensive line and from Carson Wentz not really being able to extend plays. But they did play a good game. Um, you know, I mean, t- two sacks – from the defensive line, and I don't know. I mean, really, it, they had a lot of pressure. And, man, if it hadn't have been for penalties, really they would have had three sacks again because Ola was all around and over Carson Wentz. Yes. He had a very good game. He did. And I can't. I heard them say his name on the broadcast, and I just cannot exactly remember how it was pronounced. I, I even <laughs> repeated it in my mind a couple of times. So I was like, I'm going to be able to pronounce that on the show tonight. And then it was just like, I don't know. I don't remember how they said it anymore. So, well, that's pretty much all I have as far as, yeah, that's pretty much uh, now, my reaction to the game. And now we need to get to our best bet segment. Yes, we do. So now moving on to the best bet segment of the podcast, which is presented by our sponsor, DraftKings. If you want to follow along, I mean, we're going to go over our bets here in just a second and talk about who hit on what bets and, and I guess kind of round out who, which I get, guess technically nobody really won this week. Nobody took the lead <laughs> because we both split. But hey, in future weeks, if you want to follow along and if you want to get on and be able to go for the Monday night game, make sure that you go and you download the DraftKings app and you can sign up using promo code TPPN for $150 in free bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So let's get into this segment, talk a little bit about our bets. And again, this is not bet, betting advice Absolutely from not us. betting advice you know, from us just, because you'll see... T- to, I mean, you really wouldn't have done yourself any good betting with us today. You pretty much would have just well, split on, and lost a little bit to the house. It, so. it depends on who they listen to on what bet, I guess. I, that's but true. I mean, again, if, if you not, split it up, <laughs> you have to really sift through our bets and decide which ones from which person are, are the good ones to go with. Because we're looking at this. This is a healthy competition between me and you to see who is possibly the better better. The and, better better. I like that. Go. I like that. <laughs> so... I my two bets that I went with was that this game was going to hit the alternate over of I believe it was forty six and a half is what I said. And I had the Titans on the spread, which was minus five at the time. So obviously and then your two bets, get into those right quick. So the the, the two bets that I laid out on the which by the way, this is uh, if you're new to this, this is a segment that we do on the game preview show. So make sure that you're tuning in on those preview shows if you're not and you're just coming in on the reactions and you'll get a little bit of the uh, of that bet in action before the game starts and kind of have an idea of what we're feeling like uh as far as what are what are the best bets going into the game. Uh, mine were the Colts on the first half spread plus three and a half, and then also the Titans under their team total of twenty six and a half points. So let's get into that, and we're both one to one, or one in one. So okay. I may have been wrong on what my second was. I may have actually, I don't think I done the alternate over. I think what I actually done was the Titans over. 26 yeah, you did. Half. Yeah, you did so, the Titans over 26 cor- and a half. Correction on that. I think the over on the total points was another one that I possibly thought of doing. There but you go. So, you, so you had ended up doing actually the opposite of what I did, which was over the Titans team total of 26 yep. and a half. Obviously, they ended up with 25, so I got that one. And you did, but man, they were closing in. Ah. They Really, they should have had it. I should have been... I should have won on both of mine. You actually, you should have. And then I was extremely, extremely close on my on my first half. I mean, four, <laughs> it was three and a half, and it turned out to be 14 to 10. Um, and, and I guess that's why that that first half, when it, or that three and a half point spread is so tricky because if the first team scores two touchdowns, second team, they get that touchdown, but then a field goal, well, you just miss it there by half a point. You did. So, I don't know. I guess I was considering it probably being more around the 10 10 tied halftime, but not the way that it went. And I kind of lost out on that one. So, but I'm glad that it didn't go that way. Not because of what your bet was, but because I wanted to see a Titans win and I wanted them to be up by as much as possible going into halftime. I kind of went anti Titans bets, actually. I mean, (laughs) Colts covering in the first half and then also Titans under their, their, Team yeah, because total. you were betting on, no pun intended here, but you were betting on the defense to hold the Colts. Yeah, in in points. Yeah, and so as far as this series series goes, I mean, like you said, we're we're even one to one. We'll see how we can uh, continue with that going on through the season. But 
I'm still up one nothing on you in the bold predictions. You are kind of shot myself in the foot on this one because I thought AJ was going to have a bounce back game, have three total touchdowns, and it turned and out that he had no game at all. Really, he didn't. He had one one carry for three yards, and then I think he got targeted like maybe one other time in the past game, and after that, he was gone. And he now has one of those nagging hamstring injuries that... Which is not what we want. It's You never know with those. Sometimes it's one of those that just doesn't go away. And so, sometimes it's one that he may be out this game and fine. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you really never know with the hamstring. And the thing because, is, you you just have to let it run its course. And, you know, I really wish that there was a better way to find out what was going on there at the game because I'm going back to watching the game. I'm sitting there looking, and I'm like, why is AJ not out there? Like, I'm not seeing him. So I immediately have to go to Twitter or something like that to find out. And, you know, I'm scrolling through all the reporters' tweets like, all right, news on AJ, news on AJ. Where's that? And then I see the hamstring, and, of course, I don't know why I had a stupid moment. I text you, AJ may be done for the day. And you're, you watching on TV, you're like, yeah, they've already said that he has a <laughs> hamstring injury. Like, like, like yeah, well, I, I knew that about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, going, uh, that's the best bets segment, by the way. Um, that's going to be a weekly thing that we do from now on. I uh, just want to reiterate that. So make sure that you're, you're watching those game previews again, that is presented by DraftKings, sponsor of the show. And I mean, who doesn't want all you have to do any football game doesn't have to be a Titans game, right? Bet $1 on it. And you get $150 in free bets. I mean, it, it's all, all you have to do is use promo code TPPN. So let's talk about the AFC South now and see kind of how that is, is shaping up. As we go into uh, week week four now, Another, see one of those Ryan Tannehill brain farts there that I had. <laughs> um, as we go into to week four now, um, I mean Titans kind of have a, a chokehold on the division uh, here. They are looking good. They just they need to continue it throughout yeah. the year. I mean we this can't be something where early in the year we get the division lead and then start letting it slip away and then have to win in the play final like week the, the texans or somebody yeah. for the <laughs> play, play the texans in the final week of the season to win the division and Derek, let, let's have it figured out before yeah. then come on guys especially we'll since tyler has Derek henry on his fantasy team and, and if they have it completely locked up then <laughs> that'll be better for me so i'm i don't know they could be playing for a one seed that's that true time. that's true i mean i, I mean the, we saw the chiefs today Lose. I, I didn't They're see one that, and two. The Chiefs are one and two now. Um, losing well, to the Chargers. Hang, hang on. Before we get into that, we, we're getting away we, from the we, AFC I, South. I know. Re- I, refocus. Okay. Come so on. we've got, Do not let we've got the Colts. Pick you we've off. got the Colts, which are 0 and 3. We've got the Jaguars, which are what, what are 0 and 3. They're 0 and 3. We've got the Texans, which are 1 and 2. 1 and 2. So how about the going into after, after week three, the first set of early games and everything because we still have the Sunday night game, all that. Did you believe that at this point the Colts and Jaguars 
would be tied for last place in the division. I I really did not. Um, I'll be honest with you. I thought that the Texans would be at the bottom. I thought the Jaguars would have one division win, and that would be against the Texans in week one. I figured the Colts would be – Either two and one or one and two. I guess um, I figured that they would be maybe tied for second. Or the, it may have actually been third since Jacksonville would have had the the division win. The division win, but I figured that they would be second or third. However, that works out because of a division win. So, and then I thought the Titans would be at the top because I did have them beating the Colts in Week Three in our predictions. So, but to see them tied with the Jaguars, both of them zero and three. That that is a little bit of a shock. Well, and honestly, it, it just puts the Titans in a really good position because still, you can't deny that the Colts are the top threat to the Titans in the division. The the, the Texans they're not going to do anything. Um, doesn't matter. Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, they're not going to be a threat. And then the Jaguars, they did play a decent game against the Cardinals today. Um, at least for most of the game, they kind of had a fighting chance against them. But is that but, more on the Cardinals maybe because they've just had such dominating performances in their first two weeks that this was just kind of a step back? Well, and I mean, I mean, I think that there's probably a lot of truth to that. Um, I don't think the Jaguars are much of a threat to the Titans. Uh, and then the they have a convincing lead, especially now with the win over them, over the Colts. So they're in a great spot here. Um, and who would have thought after the the beating that they took um, to the Cardinals in week one? I mean, you think about it. The Titans play the Jets this next week. Which is going to – sorry, Jacob Patterson. I don't know if you're going to be listening <laughs> this far into the episode. It is going to be an absolute nightmare for you. I'm just going to say – Because they're just not good. They They are not good, but – we have learned that anyone can beat anyone in the That's NFL. true. That's true. Because you go back to last year, we did not think that the Bengals stood uh, a chance. That's the exact game that just popped into my mind. So, but this Jets team is I don't want to overlook good. anyone. You know Corey Davis is going to be trying to have a big game. But getting just back put Christian Fulton on. <laughs> getting back to the AFC South. Then we play the Jaguars. So we don't play the Texans twice until closer to the end of the schedule. Right. So we play the Jaguars, and then I think it's like week eight, we play the Colts again. We win those two games, and things are looking very bright for winning the division. Absolutely. Um, so, But, again, don't want to get too far ahead of anything that right now because who knows, crazy, crazy things can happen. Uh, crazy things can happen. They can happen. That's true. Uh, I, mean, I mean, right now it's very and, convincing that the Titans are going to run away with this division, but we'll, we're going to see how it goes. And for the Colts, I mean, people thought that after Tua went out that because the Colts start this stretch where they played the Titans in Nashville, then they go to Miami to play the Dolphins, and then they go to Baltimore to play the Ravens. And people thought, man, you're talking about they could possibly start 0-5. Yeah. And, I mean, now, of course, they're 0-3. Well, and the Dolphins the, just played a game with the with the Raiders. Yeah, and 
they were they were in overtime. I know that's what I'm saying. They they like kept that to a close game. The Raiders so are the Raiders are not no joke. The Dolphins right now may not be a team to look over. I, that that could be another tough game. And then going to Baltimore, the way the Colts are losing to Baltimore. The Colts are losing to Baltimore. That's just they're not built to beat the Baltimore Ravens. I want both of those teams to lose. That, it's I mean, not possible. I'm sorry. I mean, they but I would rather the Colts lose than the Ravens. I mean, they could tie. That wouldn't be a terrible thing. But you know, I mean, I, I, we're just going to see how it goes. It's it looks very very good for the Titans to just run away with this thing right now. Um, and, and then I'm ready for next week. I'm ready for the Jets game. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what the spread looks like on that game. Because there's actually a chance that that you could really make a case, because it's going to be a huge spread. You think? I think there is potentially going to be a case to be made for the for the Jets to cover, but it's going to be not a good game, it, not a good game for them at all. <laughs> um, so I'm ready for it. I'm looking forward to that game as well. Of course, it, it's killing me that I have to wait until the Monday night game to be back in Nissan Stadium to watch the Titans play again. Going to have to sit on the couch and oh, watch we them. We're next... season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Going to have to sit on the couch and watch them the next couple weeks. Slum then, it with us no, normal folk. No, look, again, because the couple of times you have gotten to go to Nissan Stadium and watch them play, have you seen a win? Yeah, I, I, I saw the Jaguars win oh. last, uh, last year. No, year before last. Um, and then... I, I can't remember. I, I think that. that may have been the only one. Yeah. That, that's been the that, only one that recently that I've been to. But that's the point that I'm getting to. I'm college student here. So. <laughs> <laughs> after you are in that stadium and get to see them get a big win, especially against a division rival, man, it just it has me so pumped up that I'm like, I, I don't want to have to wait three sh- more weeks to be back in Nissan Stadium. You're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, so I don't have anything else to talk about. Don't know if you're, you've got anything you want to hit on still. Um, don't think I have anything else really. I mean, we touch on Kevin Byard right quick, man, he was close to an interception at near the end of the game (laughs) (laughs) because, and don't say that don't don't. actually one more thing I do want to touch on because it did affect my fantasy team a little bit. Don't think that if he would have made this, it would have affected the it would have changed how the game ended, really. But uh, the Colts kicker, who is usually pretty automatic, I'm blanking on his name right Rodrigo now. Rodrigo Blankenship. And end of the game, gets to fourth down for the Colts. There's like a minute left. They decide, okay, we're down by nine. We're going to try kicking the field goal and then probably go for the onside kick. And he misses it. And I'm telling you, that place went crazy when he missed it i may have even been yelling out game over so because <laughs> i mean it was colts that already used all their timeouts but wanted to bring that up right quick because i'm like dude my fantasy team is struggling really bad right now you I, got absolutely crushed <laughs> this week so i'm like i i could have used you know that uh th- those points there but oh well titans still get the win i i'm leaving happy and then imagine he makes that they get the onside kick. Yeah, so you're you're really you're reaching, you're reaching. Well, and that's that's why I was like, okay, I'll live with him losing me points in fantasy football 
just because I know that means the Titans for sure win. All right, so that will wrap up our game reaction for this Titans win against the Colts. Guys, hope you enjoyed the show. Um, we've we've got these new segments that we're doing now, so make sure that you tune in to the game preview for the Jets later this week. Uh, we're going to have the best bets again. Uh, hopefully I can go ahead of you this time in this game. <laughs> Um, and then also the stat chat. That's also another new segment that we've added in. So make sure that you check that out. Um, this has been Titans time. And as always, tighten up.